Accept secure online payments with LawPay, the only payment solution offered through the ABA Advantage program. The practice of law changed significantly in the past decade, and perhaps the biggest disruption arrived in March, when the coronavirus pandemic forced most lawyers to leave their offices and work remotely. There's been challenges and fears for the profession, as well as a necessity to quickly change the way something has always been done. That's hard for lawyers. As part of a special series, the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered is asking members of the profession how they've done it and what they think will come next. I'm Stephanie Francis Ward, and my guest today is Rahan Stanton, who is entering his second year at Harvard Law School. Some of you may remember him from last year when a video of him opening his acceptance letter from the law school went viral. Rahan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, for the if someone missed your story last year, tell listeners about your path to Harvard. I think I became known for one. Uh, I, I took this video that went viral uh, when I opened up my acceptance letter. But I guess the reason why it became a big deal was when I was an undergrad, I used to work full time as a sanitation worker. I used to have to wake up around 4 a.m. And then I went to school full time as well. And I was able to graduate as a commencement speaker. And uh, it was an interesting path, but I eventually got to Harvard Law School. Okay. And uh, tell me about your family. Does your brother still work on the truck? Or are you at home with them or did you move out? What's going on there? My brother moved out a long time ago. He was actually, um, he actually moved up to quite through the company a lot. I think he's, uh, he's running the Prince George's County yard now. Oh, okay. So during the, well, after you got accepted, because Harvard closed the campus, did you stay at home or did you move out? What what did you decide to do there? Definitely. I stayed at home. I was actually a full-time caregiver this uh, first year for my father. Mm-hmm. And um, yep, so I, I was uh, doing, so I was, I was at home in Bowie and I was caregiving while going to school. How did you juggle that? Oh, that was not fun. It wasn't pretty at all. I, I had a lot of support from my classmates, some professors, um, even the uh, former Solicitor General, Neil Katyal, was helping me out a lot. So Thanks to the community, I was able to kind of get through it. Okay. And I remember when we talked before, usually you said you've always studied differently from people. And I think you said sometimes you just go in the bathroom and study at your house, right? Definitely. And are you, did you still do that the past year or did you, did you change things? Well, I definitely changed things. I think one of the main reasons why I did that last time was more so just because of how hectic my life was. I mean, the house was being threatened for foreclosure multiple times. My dad had a stroke. There was just so much going on. I just had to go to like a quiet, safe space, if that made sense. And now that my oh, life sure. has calmed down, you know, I don't think I have to resort to those tactics anymore. Okay. How did you, going back to that, you had you do things your own way with the studying. How did you go about learning how to study for law school? Because even people that are always do things the way everyone else does them. Getting to used to the law school uh, studying is hard. How did you learn, especially since you guys were remote? I think it was just definitely trial and error. I mean, everyone was pretty much lost the first month of law school. And, you know, we were trying to figure out what was working and what wasn't working. It was so hard to gauge because it's not like we had assignments. You know, there's that one test at the end of the semester. So, So essentially, I just asked a lot of questions and I eventually found something that worked for me. And you know, I don't know. There wasn't one right way to do it. Well, what did you find that worked for you? You know, essentially, I just tried to stay a week ahead whenever that was possible. And if I couldn't, okay. I tried my best to do most of the readings, if not all of them, and essentially take 
just take good notes as much as I can. And then the one thing I'll say, I tried to practice law school exams prior to the test and mm. essentially working through that, at least tried to give me, it helped give me an idea of what was to come. So is that something that like uh, they offer to students so you can practice like previous tests before? Is it something that you kind of put together on your own? Well, there's a whole database that Harvard has of like past tests for, from the last decade. And so I see. you could just choose to reach out. I mean, and just get them if you if you so choose to. OK. And how was it? I know for me, I well, I'm not sure how I feel about taking notes remotely. Um, sometimes it's good, but also it's hard to pay attention. Was that a learning process uh, to take notes remotely and listening to lectures remotely as opposed to being there in person? To be honest, like, I mean, I'll say if you were tired on a, on a given day and you're in the comfort of your home, own home, that may be a little difficult. But under the circumstances of me just, you know, being ready for class, most of the time, not really, just because I didn't want to miss anything. Mm, mm-hmm. but, on day, but on the day when I was tired, that would that would be pretty tough. And how long do you think it took you to stay ahead of the reading? Because if you're just on time with the reading, that's already a lot, right? I don't know. You know, it's kind of like dependent on the week because there were some weeks where I definitely just fell behind. So I feel as though like the whole thing was a cat and mouse game to begin with. Mm. And to be honest with you, I just feel as though I got lost in time in general. I just felt like I was always reading. So I can't even give you an exact number, but I can tell you sometimes I would just get lost and not and it'd be nighttime by the time I'm done. I know I've heard from people that have gone to law school and there weren't other lawyers in the family. They felt like law school kind of has a secret handshake to figure out how to succeed. And maybe it's better now, but sometimes no one tells you. Mm -hmm. How did you go about figuring out how the game was played? Because you're not there. And I know you have you have a lot of uh, mentors, right? And you research this a lot and you probably went to the summer programs. But still, if you're not there, how did that go? I think that's where um, Neil Katyal really came in handy. I mean, he got in touch with me right around the the time my story went viral. And he was kind of coaching me up prior to even starting school. So I think he had the biggest hand in helping me trying to understand the game. Okay. And you said this was the person, he's your state AG that reached out to you? Yeah, he was the, um, for, he was like the former solicitor general under Obama, I believe. So he just found you through Harvard? He uh, oh. contacted me over, over Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, right when my story went viral, uh-huh. Twitter. So what was some of his best advice over the past year? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> he had me research the professors. He had me look into their actual work, you know, some of the pieces that they've written to see like what, you know, just kind of find any nuances that you may be able to kind of pull out on a test day to see if there's anything in particular that interests them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He had me read. <laughs> I remember there, he sent me a book on economics for uh, my contracts class just to read it, just to become more familiar with the language, uh-huh. which was very helpful. So long story short, um, <laughs> He really just had me become more intimate with the actual professor in a way I would have never thought to have if if it wasn't for him. What were some of your big questions this year that you went to people for advice? A lot of the times I was because I was caregiving and it was just my father and I, I was trying to figure out how do I best manage my time because it was a very stressful, stressful situation. It was definitely even harder than the sanitation work. So because I was getting like very little sleep and there was just constant, it was kind of like a constant state of like chaos, really. I just had to figure out how do I manage that in the context of law school. So I would talk to different professors, you know, even Mr. Kachow and 
just try my best to figure out how do I do this in an efficient way. Okay. And were they pretty open to you, the professors? Oh, very. I think I became uh, connected to almost all, if not all my professors. I think we all had great relationships. And do you think that's something that people should really think about if they're coming from a position where they have to take care of a family member? Tell your professors and talk to them about it as opposed to trying to hide it. One hundred and one hundred percent. I think that's uh, I think should almost be mandatory, really. I, I think there's almost no reason not to. And is that something do you think that once you graduate and you're helping um, if people come to you for advice, would you give that advice to them? Because I think you think you're unique and that you're not um, uncomfortable asking for help when you need it. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I don't know if that that'd make me unique or not. I, I'm actually, huh, never actually thought about that. But what I will say as it pertains to myself, I don't believe in the whole concept of uh, picking yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to have a village and uh, there's a village that does want to help you. So I, I just think it's just an important thing to just build on your community. Okay. And you are doing a summer associate position this summer too, right? Yes, I just finished at Paul Weiss in D.C. Okay. And was that in person or remote or both? It was a remote program. Okay. What did you think about that? Uh, it was interesting. Uh, I was the only 1L in the entire program, so that was a little uh, <laughs> nerve-wracking. <laughs> Out- <laughs> so, you know, a lot of pressure there. Um, outside of that, I think it was a very cool learning experience. I got to work with uh, Cannon Sham again. He's, really, he's a really great appellate attorney. I got to work with uh, William Isaacson. He's a really great attorney as well. So just, I was able to learn from like really cool people. And I just don't think I would have ever wanted to replace that opportunity. They treated me very nicely there. Did you do on-campus interviewing remotely for this? No, it was not um, on campus, but uh, well, but remote on campus interview. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, sorry, apologies. Like, no, yes, it's okay. Yes. <laughs> That's gotcha. what I meant to say. Well, so and I know they keep pushing that back. You must have done that pretty early in the school year, right? Yeah, if I remember correctly, maybe around December, November. Oh, okay, it's kind of it's kind of a blur now. And how did you know that you wanted to do that during the summer, as opposed to like doing an externship or something? Well. I think the reality was I was really just trying to keep things simple as possible. Again, since I was caregiving, my options became very limited. You know, it was just my father and I, so I had to look after him. So I just pretty much chose like a very, uh, what I would think to be more of an efficient route. So Paul Weiss, D.C., it's a very close remote program. You know, I mm-hmm. thought it would give me the option to do both. Were you caregiving? Or did you have responsibilities for that during your summer associate position too? Yes, at some point in the semester, I told Harvard, like, um, I'm having a hard time balancing this and it's hard to receive medical care from my father. So they helped me get my father medical care. And from there, my dad started to progress. So as time went on, like towards the summer, I don't think I was no longer I, I don't think I was um, categorized as a caregiver at that point. Oh, he, he still needed some assistance. Uh-huh. But but um. It was just so much better than it was during my time during 1L. Oh, so while your academics progressed, it sounds like he got better and needed less help, but you also got some outside help, right? Exactly. Oh, nice, nice. And so for you are planning to move to Cambridge this month, right? Because they're going to have in-person classes? Yes, I just moved here last Friday. Oh, you're there. Okay. How's that going? Ah, It's a big difference than... 
uh, the DMV. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm getting used to the scenery. <laughs> um, I was curious, too, where you stayed home that first year. That, did that allow you to save some money for your legal education because you didn't have to pay for an apartment? You know, and, and I guess in some ways it did. But again, I, I think that kind of got counteracted by the caregiving aspect. Mm. So if it wasn't for that, it definitely would have. But for the most part, I think for most people, they were able to save money. Did you have like the Internet, uh, strong connections and all of that where you lived during that past year? Or was that difficult? It was, it was a solid, I had a solid network. OK, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk about what you learned the past year in terms of succeeding in a remote learning environment. Imagine if 62% of your clients paid on the same day they were billed. That's what it's like to be with LawPay. LawPay makes it easy to securely accept credit, debit, and e-check payments from anywhere. Sign up by August 31st and pay no monthly fee for three months. Plus, you'll receive a $150 processing credit. Visit lawpay.com ABA to get started. And we're back. I'm Stephanie Francis-Ward, and my guest today is Rahan Stanton, who last year went viral after videoing his acceptance email from Harvard Law School. So one of the things uh, that really stuck with me from last year is you were talking about how you make your own path when you learn in school. And once you accepted that and did that, you did quite well in undergraduate work. Are there some things that you did in law school where you study differently than others? And can you share those with us for maybe people who also learn in different ways? I honestly can't say that I did this go around. Mm. I don't I can't really think of anything I did that was just super unique. Like I said, again, I, I think one thing that's important was I started to look at the exam maybe a little bit earlier than other people did. And maybe that was something different. But I think overall, I think. Just asking questions, connecting with your professors, talking to upperclassmen, and just become as intimate with the professors as you can, whether that's just reading their materials or talking to them personally. I just think that's the best piece of advice that I can give anyone on that. Would you make a point to sign up for office hours to talk with them, even if maybe you didn't have a specific question, you just wanted to get to know them? Oh, definitely. I actually did that Um I've, I've been doing that since undergrad. I, sometimes mm. I would say, hey, I don't have any questions. I just want to uh, get to know you a little bit more and just say it just that directly. Uh huh. That probably goes over well, right? Yeah, I never had a negative response from it so far. Like I said, I became very close with, I'm pretty sure, all of my professors. I can't think of one professor I did not become close to. Really? Wow. Yes. There wasn't even like one professor that you weren't fond of or you, you liked them all? Not yet. Literally every single one. Like we all. We're talking undergraduate I, I, too, not just Harvard. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, okay. I was talking about Harvard Law School. Yeah, in, in, in undergrad, I mean, it might have been 50 50. In undergrad, like, it might have wow. been <laughs> How did you get to know uh, your fellow uh, classmates that, are in, that were 1Ls? I just reached out to them, I would send them messages. Uh, at points during the year. Well, I, I want to say that that's kind of an interesting question because on one end, I think most people knew who I was before I got there. Mm-hmm. So I had so I had people reaching out to me at a very high volume. But even for those who didn't know me or when school started, I would actually just reach out to people and just, hey, do you want to jump in a quick Zoom and just chat for a bit? I just literally just wanted to get to know my classmates. So I just reached out and what kind of responses did you get to that? Yeah, everyone always said they were uh, they were more than willing to talk with me. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I think people really wanted to get to know each other. And sometimes just kind of taking that first step, people were really happy to receive it. Did you guys do like Zoom social events too? So here's the funny thing. Me and about like eight of my classmates would play this iPhone game called Among Us like every every weekend uh-huh. for about three months. And we just we would just do that just to step away from law school oh, for wow. a couple of hours. Were you the one that started that idea or did someone else put it out? I think I would say I definitely started the idea and I kind of became the circle of that event. I would I, I would say I did. Did you ever get the impression that some people were like, oh, no, we're Harvard Law students. Video games are just not we're too serious for video games. Honestly, not at all. I mean, literally, um, even like I went to, you know, Maryland, I went to Bowie State. They didn't seem any bit different than any of those students. I mean, they had a lot of passion for particular topics. But when it came to just having fun, relaxing, I couldn't tell them apart from anyone else I've ever knew in my life. Huh. I was curious. So when your video did it come up quite a bit or not very much? And what sort of, you know, how did people respond to that? Definitely during my first semester, like, you know, people brought it up fairly often. They asked me a lot about my story. Did you get tired of telling them about your story? Not necessarily. I mean, I wouldn't say I got tired of it. I mean, I would say at some point, I guess sometimes I guess it would throw me off that because it happens so much later at this point. So, for example, I went viral around what, July, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like by the time January came around, I was surprised that someone just thought of it, if that makes sense. <laughs> so so I was like, all right, you know, there's other things about me, too, we can talk about. <laughs> you know, it was it was kind of funny because. The story came up uh, quite a bit because I had to talk to him because there were like a couple movie deals that came my way. Really? I think there was a guy. Definitely. Yeah. I said no to all of them, though. Why? But uh, just because I wanted to focus on law school. OK. And like so, I mean, there were like there was this guy who made a movie with Disney Plus literally just this past year. There was another person from um, HBO Max who did like two triple A series. Mm-hmm. And so saying that to say I had to talk to my professors a lot about that particular those particular opportunities. And so the story kept coming up for just a variety of different reasons. I had to keep seeking counsel as well. Oh, okay. Wow. Can you talk to me about that, about that going viral? When you look back on it, what was like the oddest moment during that time period? Oddest moment. That's an interesting question. I would say the oddest moment for me was just knowing that there were people who like saw my story real time because I was going to class with them and, you know, they never really said a word to me. Right. Not, never once. And I guess like, so there were a lot of people in the classroom who started to like reach out and saying, Hey, I'm super proud of you. I remember this and that, uh-huh. this and that. And um, I guess it was just odd because <laughs> I was like, you know, they, a lot of people saw it real time, but never really, you know, we never spoke any words to each other. So I guess I was surprised by how many people even remembered that I was in their class. Well, and do you think, too, though, that, I mean, when your video went viral, I feel like the country was just in so much turmoil. So this was like something we needed to see for a little bit of happiness. You know, I think that got brought up to me one time and I actually never thought about that um, until the individual said it. And I actually I do believe um, 
the fact that there was a lot of, um, you know, the country was going through, I think the world was going through a difficult time. Yeah. So I just think it, I think it was a, a breath of fresh air to have something a little bit more positive at that particular moment. I agree. And I'm sure as you, you probably knew this before, but certainly after one year of law school, you know that many lawyers would love to go viral. Do you have any advice on that? I think the first one might be that it has to be genuine. Definitely. I think um, I think the one advice I would just say is just don't let a lot of things get to your head. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you have this moment, 15 minutes of fame or whatever you would like to call it. But I mean, just remember that it's just a moment and just kind of stay true to your values. Don't get caught up in the moment. Were there times you felt yourself getting caught up in the moment? Not at all. Huh. I mean, I'm really more of an introverted guy. Like I said, um, when I was getting those movie deals and whatnot, it wasn't too hard to say no. Even commercials, right? I, I, I got commercials from, like, there were a lot of like people who offered me commercials, like even this big insurance company really? offered me a commercial. And um, I just turned it down, one, because I don't want to be, you know, I, I just wanted to focus on school. Yeah. And it was just that simple for me. I know that you just did your first year, but do you know yet? What are you thinking about that, about what you want to do once you graduate? I'm still figuring that out. Mm. You know, funny enough, <laughs> I was actually telling my professor this. I can tell you, I, I might not do this right away, but I actually at some point want to become a high school teacher. So, mm. yeah, maybe that may be a little off and not expected, but at some point I want to do that. But I don't know what's going to happen in between that time. Well, you know, there's um, there's plenty of high schools that have law focused um, special programs. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, my son's I high mean, school maybe. has one of those. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. So now that you've done your first year of law school, what's your best advice for someone who's coming in? Just stay calm. Everyone's confused. Don't get caught up when people sound very confident in their code calls. And really just play your own game and just figure out what works best for you. Because I promise you that everyone has their own style and you just can't copy it if it doesn't fit. So just don't get caught up and just stay calm and ask for help whenever you need it. Got it. That's everything I wanted to ask you today. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And listeners, thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard today, please read us an Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered.